Being recognized as an award-winning podcast can open doors and present unimaginable opportunities. Winners of Black Podcasting Awards have landed deals with podcast networks, book publishers, sponsors, and more. Nominees report an increase in listenership and media coverage. Believing all the work that goes into podcasting earns and deserves more acknowledgement, today we're joined by Georgie Ann Gettin, co-founder of Black Podcasting Awards, the nonprofit organization that puts on an annual award show celebrating Black podcasts. If you're wondering, yes, they accept submissions from all over the world. Learn how Black Podcasting Awards got its start, why it's important for Black podcasters to receive recognition for their work, and how to apply and get involved. If you're listening in real time, apply before July 31st, 2023 and attend the virtual award show to see who wins on September 24th, 2023. In the meantime, join their mailing list to learn when applications open and close. The link to learn more about Black Podcasting Awards will be in the show notes. Women of color are influential visionaries, moving the podcasting industry forward impacting how we create and consume podcasts. But we often don't hear about their work, contributions, or rise to success. We believe it's about time these powerhouses are celebrated and acknowledged. So tune in every other week as we share the stories of women of color making big moves in front and behind the mic. I know you're preparing for the third annual Black Podcasting Awards. Congratulations. I know how much work goes into creating such an important and influential space in the industry. So let's start from the beginning. What inspired you and your team to launch the Black Podcasting Awards? What was inspiration and how did it get started? Yeah, absolutely. So we saw a tweet on Twitter back in... 2020 now it feels so long ago 2020 a little bit before the pandemic actually and it was in response to the podcast academy that had come out and so people you know a couple years ago it's like oscar so white and all that stuff that happened so folks just was like okay the podcast academy just seems to be another version of that so first it was like within television and movies and now you're going to do it with the same thing for the podcast industry you're going to forget about people of color and so someone suggested that there should be a black podcast awards and i came across a tweet and a lot of people were responding and saying how they would support and do this and do that and i'm like you know where's the sign up list like i'm definitely down to support as well didn't see a sign up list being an entrepreneurial minded person that i am and you know all about execution getting stuff done i created a sign up form just as like hey i'm gonna hold this for whoever wants to do it and like i had no intention no plan no I wouldn't say interest because I was interested in supporting it, but it wasn't my mission or my idea or my goal to like start this thing. I'm just like, this is a great idea. Let's actually do it. Not just talk about it. You see those threads on Twitter. It's just like, everyone gets excited, but no action comes from it. And so I made that, you know, I got a domain, I got the list and I'm like, all right, whoever's going to be in charge of this, whenever you're ready, I have it. Like I'll just pass it over to you because people have signed up. 
that person never came. And <laughs> so a few of us that signed up on that original list that showed interest that was like, yes, we really, really, really want to see this happen. We just kind of, and the majority of folks are strangers. Literally, I knew one other person that was a part of the core, what we call now the founding team. So yes, I knew one other person at the time and we just decided, hey, let's just make it happen. So the, everyone met up. I planned like a virtual meeting because everyone's kind of from all over. And then the pandemic hit and folks were just like, I can't pursue this anymore. And so then there was a small group of us, about five to six of us that said, hey, pandemic or not, I think this could still happen. I want to definitely see this still happen. Pandemic didn't make the Podcast Academy disappear, so there's still a need. And I think it was just a place for us to put our energy and not be so restless while everything in the world was kind of going upside down. We had the sense of mission, like we had to make this thing happen and sense of community bringing us together, like a space where people could not didn't have to worry or stress about all the other things. Just like, let's come together and celebrate. Let's come together and acknowledge that Black content creators and Black voices. And what was the reaction like of the podcasting industry once you had your inaugural event and ever since then? Yes, the response was pretty good. Overall, I would say it's good. And there are definitely people that are not happy with what we're doing. And that's normal, right? Some people that are in the Black podcasting community themselves just feel like, like I wouldn't even call myself like this big podcast person, right? I had a podcast for about a year, maybe a year and a half at the time that everything happened. But I just know like my passion lies in just making sure people of color, specifically black folks have access and opportunity and be able to celebrate and strive. Like that's my MO. And so if that looks like podcasts, if that looks like entrepreneurship, if that looks like tech, like whatever that looks like, that's my mission. And that's where I personally come from with all of this. And then there were folks, you know, non-people of color that were just like, what are y'all doing? Like, is this even necessary? Why is there, you know, only one for Black folks? There should be this, this, and that race. And I'm just like, all right, relax. Create it if you want to. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not stopping you. But overall, within those few negative voices, there are hundreds, thousands of people that have been so grateful. Winners have gone on to get different opportunities with sponsorships and partnerships and just exposure that they didn't have before, as well as people are discovering different podcasts based on like those finalists. And then we've built a great community on Instagram and Twitter. So overall, like I definitely think this is a win for everyone involved. You know, super excited to be a part of that core team making it happen. Yeah, you know, we have very similar stories where there was a spark for me to create Women of Color podcasters. And I was looking around for other people, like, anyone else want to take this on? No, just me, you know? And at the time, I wasn't I wasn't even a podcaster yet. I just wanted to see more women of color like me visible and podcasting, and I had an interest in it. So I definitely understand just kind of having this like catalyst that makes you inspire you to like, you know, create something that's needed. And there's always going to be haters, right? There's always going to be people who are not thrilled about how things, but like you said, you can go off and create your own platform. You can go off and create your own opportunities. So over the last three years, I have seen an influx in award shows now. It feels like a lot of countries have award shows now. What do you see in terms of award show as trending? Is it as popular as we're thinking it is? Or is it kind of still only a few select award shows are happening every year? Yeah, I think it's a mixture of both, right? There is like a, I would call it a trend of like more award shows. And I think 
it's a duality of things, right? People want to get their flowers while they're here. For so long, it's like, you know, a person passes away and then they become the most famous, like, singer, musician. TV's like, wow, we miss them so much. And it's like, we didn't acknowledge them enough while they were here. So I think it's just a way of, like, acknowledging people and, you know, giving them the flowers while they're here, as well as some awards, they come around for a year, maybe two, and then they disappear. And it's really tough. I'm going to say that up in the front and proud that it is really hard especially if you are like the black podcasting awards we're volunteer based we're all self-funded you know we have application fees because that funds the whole program no one's getting like a paycheck from this and so we have to make sure that people are able to volunteer right even though volunteering seems like a great thing like do i have the time to invest into this without getting a monetary reward for that right everyone has full time part time as well as entrepreneurial ventures and things that they have to do and then they still have their black podcasting award commitments and i know majority of awards like this and then there's like sponsorships like how do you pitch to them are you a nonprofit are you a corporation so there's a lot of work that has to go into making this happen and so for the folks even if you did it just once congratulations to you and you're able to acknowledge folks and if you're able to get to a third fourth 10th year definitely that's amazing to see so i would say you know it is important and valuable to give people their flowers while they're here and i do hope to continue seeing different award shows as well as like the collaboration of different programs and awards coming together for example this year, Acros and Audios are one of our biggest partners and supporters and they've kind of integrated into the Black Podcasting Awards to kind of, you know, we help them, they help us in all of this to make sure that everyone's programming gets seen and acknowledged and it doesn't just dwindle out, right? Can we put our powers together so that we both organizations can continue to grow and strive and, you know, achieve success? Yes, I love, love, love to see the collaboration happening. And everything you said, kudos to your organization, because like you said, it is a lot of work behind the scenes. And because it's volunteer-based, there are a lot of obstacles and challenges that come with that. So, so proud of you guys and what you're doing. So let's talk about more nitty-gritty details, because number one, I think you also have a unique criteria in terms of the submission process, and also would love to dig into some data as well. So first, let's talk about the judging criteria. BPA is looking for reels. So what is a reel and how do we put one together? Yeah, so a reel is a short five-minute clip. And, you know, we've all heard the word reel now way more than when we first started the BPAs, where it's literally just an audio clip and it can be you introducing your podcast snippets of a few episodes of the podcast but pretty much it's just to highlight like your best five minutes think of it as like a commercial for the movie like your podcast is the movie the reel is the five minute like we need to be blown away like we want to hear more of this and so that's put together in an audio format some people submit video but it's preferred in an audio format and that, you know, because it's a podcast, right? Most podcasts have like a video component, but that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for your audio. And a little bit about the judging criteria behind this is the sound quality, right? Like that is definitely at the forefront. What is the sound quality like, as well as what's the content of your podcast? So I would say those are the two top things. There's some more minute things of just like, is the what the podcast is about being depicted in this reel and the potential content of the podcast. But the key things is the audio quality, as well as, you know, the content, like what is the content about? Does it resonate with people? Does it evoke emotion? Does it do what it says it's going to do, right? If it's a podcast that's supposed to be a TV show, or what's it called? A series, 
do I feel like I'm getting introduced to a series from this reel? If it's about love and happiness and family, do I feel that when I'm listening to this reel? So that's really what the application as well as like the judging process is like. Yes. Now, because you have been running the award show for the last three years, I would imagine you have a lot of data that you can now share and shift through as well and also see some trends. So was wondering, what are the most popular categories that you've seen in terms of the submissions and also the least popular as well? Yeah. So every year, the top two submitted categories are Best New Black Podcast and then Black Podcast of the Year. I think these ones, because they're not super niche, it's not, you know, art or beauty or whatever. It's anyone at all could apply. So most people apply to it just because they'll apply to another one. And we allow you to apply to up to three different categories, depending on when you apply in the application process, you may get, you know, just pay for one and you get all of the other two for free, or you have to pay for each category. So depending on the time people apply determines how many they end up applying to. But yeah, Black Podcast of the Year, as well as Best New Black Podcast are the top two. And then some of the least interested categories, as well as some of the newer categories that we've had, is like Black Beauty, Black Science, Travel, Food and Drink, Fine Art. So those are kind of more down in the funnel. And I think it's a duality of people, one, not knowing about the Black Podcasting Awards in those categories to apply, as well as, you know, just needing an increase of Black podcasters in those categories. I think so. it's both like the people in those categories don't know about the Black Podcasting Awards and then we need more people in those categories. Yes, 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 yes. So also with that being said, what do you think that these awardees, the shows that do actually end up winning awards, what do they have in common? What are the things that you think that makes an award-winning show? Yeah, and I think what makes an award-winning show is just the content, right? If you can evict that emotion, I know I said that before, but it really is about that because we understand that everyone can afford a $5,000 mic and studio and editing. So that's not going to be the make or break, right? There have been people that submit a podcast that they're recording on an iPhone. You know, some people have mics, some people AirPods, whatever they're recording on. But if you can put together a quality show, right? Something that makes people think, that makes people feel, right? Similar to the emotions that you get when you're watching a movie, right? A podcast is just that. There's just like audio and, and storytelling has been a part of the Black community since the beginning of time, literally. And so podcasts, I think it just pays homage to our background in that way. And before there was television, you know, sit by the fireplace and you tell this story and it's just like... <gasps> My heart, right? And so can your podcast do that based on the topic that you say you're focusing on? And it can be, you know, let's say finance, right? Wow, I learned something new, right? So it's not only just like stories, but just like the knowledge that is exchanged. Like, are you, if it's a finance podcast focused on introduction to finance, do I feel like I'm learning something about finance while listening to this podcast? Is that goal is achieved? You're a solid submission. You are going to more than likely be in the top five, you know, the final nominations. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head where you said it's content, right? The content. Does it do what it say it's going to do, right? Like, I think that is like so, so, so important. So thank you for clarifying that. Would love to also hear more about the awardees that have won. Like, what have they been able to do as a result of winning the Black Podcasting Awards? Yeah, so some of the items that I mentioned, so, you know, definitely they 
post up their award, which is always good to see. It just feels good to be like, yeah, we, you know, we were able to make that happen. But some folks have gone on to get different sponsors right now, adding like, okay, I've been awarded in this way. Whether it's a big award or not, people like to see, wow, you've already been acknowledged. Like, okay, let me look into you a little bit, right? People like to see those credentials. Another podcaster that one has mentioned, like getting featured in different media outlets, additional award nominations because of it, or as well as like getting more followers and supporters on their podcast, because now folks have discovered them when they were maybe, you know, a smaller podcaster before, but now it's like, okay, now you just won this category. So dozens of people, whether they're tuning into the live show or watching it afterwards are now discovering your podcast. So that's one of the bigger things people talk about is the discoverability as an applicant, as well as, you know, winning. So if you know, get highlighted a little bit more, but a lot of folks is just like, oh, well, this podcast impacted my life in this way. And I would have never found out about it if I didn't hear about it in the Black Podcast Awards. Yes, I think the visibility and the promotion that comes along with an award show, even if you're just nominated and you didn't win in that quarter category, it's still very, very powerful. What else would you say for folks who are like, I want to enter for an award show, but I'm not quite sure. So the visibility and the promotion aspect is great. What else would you say as well? I would definitely say just do it, right? To get feedback for yourself, right? As well as putting yourself out there. I know for me as a entrepreneur and like founder and podcaster myself, sometimes I apply to stuff and I'm like, I may not be the winner of this, but it also allows me the opportunity to put together a little portfolio. So like putting together the reel, making sure you know your description, making sure your graphic is good. Like even the little things that you put into the application may allow you to discover stuff about your business, about your podcast, about yourself that you didn't know before, right? Having to do that analysis, right? Then sending folks, hey, go support this, go watch this. So it just allows additional promotion for yourself and just diving into your own details and figuring out like, why do I want this? Like, which category would I align with? Right. So just figuring out deeper details about yourself and your show. That fine tuning could be really refreshing, especially if you've been doing this for a while. It's always nice to go back and to refine the details. One of the things that has come up quite often is award shows have fees. And actually, I feel that BPA has one of the most affordable fees that are tied to award shows. There are other organizations that have fees that are hundreds and hundreds of dollars, which can be inaccessible for indie creators. So can you talk to us about the behind the scenes as to why award shows ask for an upfront fee and the decision that BPA made to make it on the more affordable side? Yeah. So the why charge a fee? These award platforms are way more expensive than you may think. So let's start there. So that's the first thing. So second as well, you know, we are 100% volunteer based, right? No one's getting a check. And sometimes there are vendors or music or different things that we need to license in order to put on the actual show. And so we have to then pay out of pocket for that. And the reason why we wanted to make it affordable is just understanding, like when you see financial stats around the net worth and the income levels of the Black community as a whole, it just makes sense. We wanted to do something that it wasn't an arm and a leg, right? We wanted to give, like you said, indie creators an opportunity to apply and that folks do have additional funds. We have like donation metrics that they can do, whether it's on donating for the regular show, being a sponsor, and different ways that we can help out 
other folks to apply even more, but we wanted to make it as accessible as possible because that's one of the bigger problems with the other award shows and things out there is just that it's just really inaccessible. And that's, that's not fair. You can have a stellar podcast, but just not the financial resources to pay a $1,500 fee. And so we wanted to just give more people the opportunity to be a part of this. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you for that. Now, what are some other ways that people can get involved in the Black Podcasting Awards? I know you have volunteering, you can become a judge, serving on the board, sponsoring. would love for you to share some more details on how folks can actually become part of the community. Yeah, absolutely. So all of the items you just mentioned about just now, yes, we need that support at all times. And so how, how to actually get that done is we're pretty active on all social media. So you can message us on our contact form on our website, Twitter DMs, Instagram DMs, Twitter and Instagram are the top two social medias that we use. So somebody's supposed to reach out there. Hey, I'm interested in volunteering as well as we do periodically post job opportunities. Well, volunteer roles, I'll say that on LinkedIn. So I know we got a bunch of applications earlier in this year, but we we're looking for some volunteers, but just always be on the lookout, sign up for our newsletter, just keep going to the website. And we always post it on social media as well, because we're always looking for folks and people cycle out, right? Things happen, some you know, jobs, families, things happen where somebody was in a role before and then stuff happens and we need that role to be replaced, whether it's design, marketing, outreach, sponsorships, whatever. We need folks at a constant pace. And another thing that I would say is that we're always looking for vendors, right? So we always try to use Black-owned vendors. So we give out t-shirts with awards, the physical award, right? We have to, we, we need a vendor to print that. The award application platform, right? So we're always trying to work with Black-owned vendors or at least vendors of color to or small businesses, right? So those are kind of like the criteria that we try to embark upon when we're looking for vendors to then use the funds to get the physical assets that we need to present the award show. Yes. And I'm just scoping through your Twitter. And one of your tweets a couple of days ago is that you are officially recognized by the feds as a nonprofit. So congratulations to that. And so many exciting things to come. Any insights you can share on what's coming up for 2023 and beyond? We'll, of course, have you back on. But any like exciting things that you're super thrilled to be sharing with everyone about what's coming up? Yeah. So, you know, it has always been a dream of ours. And in the very first year, we wanted to do it in person, cost effectively, virtual, and as well as like pandemic, virtual was the way to go. So we do hope to do the award show semi-in-person or even hybrid where there are watch parties where people meet up locally to watch it and, you know, have a good time, drinks, eat, whatever. So that's on our vision board for 2023, as well as just getting some more sponsors behind this, right? You know, again, it's fully bootstrapped. So just getting more, and we did a two crowdfunding campaigns in the past. So just getting sponsors that see, okay, they've done it for three years. They continue to do it as well as, I just want to make a quick shout out to the team, right? This year, I've had to step back a bit, but I really want to thank Demetrius, Latrice, Lance, Ashley for just all the work, right? That's kind of our core team at the moment. And just for all the work that they've continued to do to just make sure these boxes are checked off, right? We're making progress. People are applying and just, you know, all of us coming together again, everyone has full-time jobs and other responsibilities. And just to even see this transition, like three years ago, none of us knew we would be here 
doing this as part of our task list or of our daily work to do. So, you know, really, really happy and grateful for everyone that's a part of it and just all of our volunteers, all of our judges, all of the applications. It's a huge community effort to make sure that this award happens and, you know, press and just exposure being here on this podcast, right? Every bit of it is valuable and just really, really appreciated. And I didn't want to not mention that while we had the time to talk. Absolutely. And a big shout out to Demetrius, who sends out the newsletter. I love receiving the newsletter, a lot of information, kind of like keeping up with what's happening in Black podcasting, right? So just great job of keeping your listeners and your you know audience engaged throughout the year. Because sometimes you have an event once a year and you're just like focusing the first couple of months, you know, before the launch. But I think you guys do a wonderful job with like keeping the community engaged throughout the year, which builds momentum for the actual event. So kudos to the BPA team. We are seeing you. We love what you're doing. Georgianne, please let us know how we can connect with BPA, your team. And yeah, we'll go ahead and sign off. Yeah, so we're on everything at Black Pod Awards, blackpodawards.com, at Twitter, Instagram, again, LinkedIn, we use as well. We also have a Facebook page that the show will air live to, as well as the ceremony will be coming up Sunday, September 25th, 2022. So join us. We're going to have the live show virtual, and then we're going to have the after party again virtually. Head on over to Eventbrite or just head on over to our website and you can register for that. It's free, but we are welcoming donations because, again, volunteer based, and we, you you know what need that additional fund to keep everything going so check us out you know applications are closed and you can start you know just making sure that you are aware and getting on our newsletter for additional updates as well as aware for when the applications drop in 2023 all right thank you Georgianne, and that is a wrap for this episode thank you for having me 